Hello and welcome. We are in our second hour of podcast talk uh, on this lovely Saturday night. It's reaching a cool 8.51 and uh, we're watching the Rangers up 2-0. And, Let's uh, go Rangers! They're, they're going to force the game seven, give us another day of New York playoffs. And we're excited about that. Uh, but more importantly, we're excited to be back and talking sports with y'all. Uh, I'm still sipping on my Stella. I, I'm trying to take it easy this time. I feel like I usually just down them before the first hour is done, and then I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, so I'm like sipping this cool. How about you? Are you being unfussy, or you just went for it? <laughs> the episode needs to become four beers, please. Like, two beers is not lasting us nearly long enough. It's really not um, doing what you need to do. No, I'm making dinner at 8.51. I already finished beer. <laughs> so I there eat you are. Weird, I eat at the weirdest times. Yeah, I I feel that. I, I eat can eat I'm just I get hungry and I eat when I'm hungry and that sometimes is super late. Uh, yeah. That's normally my kid. Like I usually like don't wake up and I'm hungry, so then like I'll eat breakfast at like ten ish and then I don't eat lunch till like four. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's uh we eat I eat what I want to eat. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had like a sports question for you here uh, to start off this hour of the episode, but I'm going to scrap that because I have a more fun question to ask you. Would you, a la Tommy Pham, uh, punch someone in the face over fantasy football money? What? Yes or no? <laughs> over uh, fantasy? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I guess I don't know how much money he may have owed him. Uh, maybe, that, maybe that should uh, come into play with it. But even with John Pierce, didn't John Peterson say he was just like, yeah, I just like did something in our league that he didn't like think was cool or something. Either way, it was like when I first read the headline, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Like they had a joking little rivalry in fantasy football and Tommy Pham went and like smacked like, ah, and then I obviously read it and I was like, wait, he's, he was serious. He pissed. It's fantasy football. Yeah. I I mean, chill the hell out. Follow follow up question. How much money would someone have to owe you to hit someone over to fantasy get smacked football? in the face? Oh man. Get smacked in the face on live TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, am I, am I, am I an MLB player in, in this scenario where I'm making far more money than I'm making right now? Yes, absolutely. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you play for God. the Yankees. You wear those pinstripes nice and proud. At least like six figures, right? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> right now, right now, probably <laughs> four figures. If you, owe me if you owe me 999, you're good. But once you get a grand, I'm coming to smack you. <laughs> Dang. There you will go. be slapped. <laughs> One Even grand, more, you, world. One grand, and you get the hand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank we're you. We're killing it tonight. And with that, we're moving to the hockey playoffs. Another um, uh, outrageously violent sport, uh, the, but one that is more uh, in the in the spirit of the game they're actually playing. Uh, you know, we've got we've got. Um, two teams that are well no actually we have three teams that are currently uh set in place for the conference finals on the eastern side of things we will have the and we will have the (laughs) two-time defending champion tampa bay lightning playing the winner of this canes and rangers series and on the western side we have our favorites the the avalanche um, and they're going to be playing clutch ass win last. I mean, oh, I was like, this game, well, this game's going in overtime. What a battle! And then uh, you texted me, and you're like, well, we've got three teams set in the conference finals. And I was like, wait, what? And checked, and yeah. the ass got that, that last minute goal. And come on, let's get a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> That's fair. And there's one come left, on, and, Oilers. It's the, and it's the Oilers, and they're going to be playing our our favorites, the Avalanche. Um, I mean, let's start with the Lightning. They they had that tight series at the beginning. Obviously, the season didn't, wasn't perfect for them. And they play the Panthers, the best team in the regular season. And, you know, they, they sweep them. I mean, they sweep them. I, I can't tell you how hard it is to sweep a team in hockey that's good. 
It, it, it is impossible. Um, what's the percentage chance you give them to win three in a row? I mean, like, I, this feels high-ish, but I'm going 60%. Just because, like, they Matt, look, no, you're not. You're not going 60%. So, they look so just confident. And here's the thing. Like, the Panthers were a team that we knew was probably going to underperform in the playoffs because they always do. But even, like, the Rangers and the Canes, like, the toughest team, I think, for the Lightning to face is, is the Avalanche. And in a seven-game series, they have as, as good a chance as anybody. It's a team that's also just been so good for so long. Like, they won the President's Trophy or President's Cup three years ago. And then, of course, got swept. A horrible way to end the season. But, like, they were the best regular season team. And over the last two years, have won the last two Stanley Cups. They've won 10 straight playoff series. So, it's, it's a team that I think at this point, like, doesn't feel like it can lose, which is just a dangerous dangerous thing to have yeah i mean matt here's why 60 percent isn't what you can give the lightning twin because i'm giving them 60 percent <laughs> that's why i literally i cannot believe you picked the same number as me um it's the perfect number it is the perfect number and we here's both just why. use logic we just it's the, it's the math added up and we're both great at math yeah <laughs> we are we're really freaking good at math we're really freaking. Good. We're like um, we're like Will hunting. We're we're like we're the Will hunting brothers. We are um, janitoring up and solving math problems, baby. Gosh, you know he's single, ladies, and he can do some damn math. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I'll do a box um, maxing for you if you want to. I, I'm I'm here, please. I was so happy to see you wear some Boston Red Sox and warm my little heart. Warm hey, my I, little heart. When, when in Rome, baby. When in Rome. We, we all were. We all were rocking the Boston. And I don't think. Actually, I think. Well, one guy we were with, actually, our friend Mitch, Mitch Plimmer, is a Celtics fan, and so he, the night that we were all dressed up in the Colonial stuff, he was dressed up and and got tickets to uh, Game Three and went to the game in his colonial costume just by himself is one of the most legendary things of all time. That's that is legendary. That is legendary. Um, I need to talk to him after this playoff round because we'll, we'll see what happens after this playoffs. Uh, let's let it let's let it play out as it will. Um, moving back to hockey, though, I, I give it a 60 percent because I, it's not even about the men trying to score or defend like it's been in the past. It's about Vasilevsky. I mean, that goalie is on absolute freaking fire. His last three games, 49 saves in a shutout. 34 saves and one goal allowed 35 saves and one goal allowed against the freaking Panthers. The best team you can say what they want about, you know, not, not doing it in the playoffs to allow two goals and three series against the best team in the league. Ridiculous. And to make like, like a hundred saves. I mean, come on. It's he's playing out of his mind. Some of the best goaltending in the playoffs we've seen in a long time. Um, And if they have that plus their experience and their play on the ice, 60%. And, you know, the only reason I'm not giving it higher is because I do have a lot of faith in whoever wins that Avalanche Oilers series because they're really good, too. Agreed. Um, But it feels like, I mean, like, we're saying what percentage for to, like, win the Stanley Cup. What percentage do you give him to make the Stanley Cup? 100%. I, I I give him 100%. (laughs) The Hurricanes and Rangers should not even be playing these games. I yeah. This, I mean, this series you're playing is just playing to lose, right? I mean, I, that was a question I had on here. Percentage chance that we get a hockey title parade in New York City? What do you What do you give in the Rangers? You know, I, they're the problem with the Rangers, especially with this series, is that they're not playing all that well on the road. And even with a win tonight, they're gonna have to get a road win. Um, so I'm not not totally in, in love with that. I'm going 20% that the Rangers are, are able to host. And that's probably a little generous. That's probably my heart wanting the Rangers to host the, the, the Stanley Cup just so we could see a, a parade. I don't care about the Rangers, but yeah, yeah 20%. No, no, I'm, 
I, I had it at 15, so I, I think that we're in the same thinking. They did well to get back in the series with the Canes. I think the Lightning will be too strong for them, and even if they do progress. On, on, the, on the flip side, if they beat the Canes and beat the Lightning, 100% chance. I, we're getting a New York City title parade. There's like, I, I will be so sure about it if they can do both of those things. I'll, I'll be so on it. Fuck the Avalanche. I'll be so on it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like we've that's, around a lot of 100 percent here yeah just just I, a lot I, of guarantees I'm, I'm a lot of guarantees um no but I, I i think that that's a fair one um obviously the oilers uh get it to there um you know they play the avalanche what do you think i mean we mentioned it canadian winner what's the percentage chance that we get a canadian winner and by that i mean the oilers win it all right so getting getting by not only the Avalanche who are, who are going to be tough, but I think they can do it. Uh, and then facing Lightning Canes or, or Rangers, I'm going to go you know, 30%. Uh, I, 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 and, and not because I don't think they I, they can do it, just because I'll give them a third of a chance. It's, that's not bad to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I think Connor McDavid is finally playing in the playoffs like we've seen him play in the regular season over the last few years. And, I, and it does kind of feel like they, they might be having their – Capitals 2018 Alex Ovechkin run to the Stanley Cup. Like, like McDavid's just playing real well. Uh, so uh, 30%. Just because they have they have quite, like the Avalanche are going to be a real tough battle, although I think they can beat them. Uh, and, and then you have to beat somebody in the Stanley Cup. So they've got some challenges ahead of them, but, but I think they can get it done. I don't know why, what about me asking percentage chance in these notes pre podcast was like leading you one way, but I also pick 30%. I, <laughs> I have no idea why this keeps out. Like, I really, I didn't put that in there, did I? Like, I, I, mean, I, even, I give our, you even our one, even our one where we were off 20 and 15, like, we're, you know, was very close. You know, me and Matt, you know what it is? We have an equal amount of knowledge about hockey, so yeah. <laughs> we play it safe and, and right, and we don't make any bold claims here. Uh, yeah. as you can tell from my last day, thirty percent. But I think they can win. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they can I lose. Mean, <laughs> you know, they're the all their side is really talented, and you know, you know, if they can get by the Avalanche, they have every chance. Just like the Lightning have every chance to beat whoever comes out of that. So, you know, it's definitely about McDavid playing well, Drysidle also playing really well. And and more importantly, and this kind of goes to the next question I'm going to ask you, who do you think your player of the tournament is so far? Evander Kane. I mean, McDavid and Drysaddle have been good for years, but they've needed like a third for some reason. I don't know why, but they've needed a third superstar um, to push their team forward towards like the later half of the playoffs. And Kane has been that man. He's got 12 goals, three assists and 11 playoff appearances, you know, really, really doing really well. Um, I will not talk about Evander Kane more than that because he's kind of a dick. Um, but you know, I do think that he is my player of the tournament so far in, in that he has provided that goal push, uh, beside McDavid and Drysidle to get the Oilers here. Um, who's, who's your player of the tournament so far? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to go with, with McDavid, with, with kind of the, the leader of the pack, just because I think he, he always is the one that's going to set the tone for the Oilers and, and going to, to get that out. Like as much as I agree with you with, with Kane being able to kind of take advantage uh, and, and add another scoring threat to Iadrital and, and, um, and McDavid, I, I think it all starts with him. It's he's, he's the step Curry of their team as, as much as Clay Thompson can be deadly and everybody and, and Jordan Poole can go off. It, Steph is the nucleus that, that helps that offense run. That's very true. And I'm glad you didn't give it to Evander Kane because he doesn't need two people give it saying his name today. So yeah, not uh, too much love, not too much love at all. Um, all right. Well, that's what's happening in hockey. Rangers currently up to zero. Hopefully get, we get a game seven, nothing better than a hockey game seven. And then we will keep you posted on how those conference finals are running. And with that, we go to the NBA playoffs and uh, we, we are heating up here at the end. Uh, pff, I hated that I said that. Yeah, I, I'm wow. editing that out. I am editing wow. that out. Oh, oh, I have to. We are heating up. Oh, God, I hate Miami. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk West Conference first, because I want to get away from that for a second. Um, the Mavericks, you know, they came from behind a little bit, thought they would make it a series, uh, you know, didn't happen. Um, and, and, and my question to you is, you know, was this a 
was this Warriors run to the finals? Was this a was this a showing of their dominance in the Western Conference and in the NBA in general? Are they the favorites for this title? Or was this just kind of the way that I see it is like, I, I agree, the Warriors are great. And to get there and they've been playing really great. But the Mavericks, let's be honest, their team isn't good. They have Luka Doncic and a bunch of role players. And it just felt like all those role players needed to click on every night. And Luka needed to drop 40 points a game in order for them to win. And that's just like really hard to ask. So what do you think? Was it more that the Mavs weren't equipped to beat the Warriors or that the Warriors really have come into their dominance and have established themselves as the favorites for the title? I mean, I, it's a tough one because I think because I think it is a little bit of both. I think I think if I had to choose one or the other for this specific series, I would say that the Mavs never really had a chance. Um, and I and I do think the Warriors have been aided by a Western Conference that is. I mean, like the Suns just just stopped playing well. Like the the Mavericks should not have beaten them. It should have been Suns Warriors, and the Suns probably. Shouldn't I mean there's a lot of should have, but like the Sun team that we saw in the regular season, the Sun team that made the finals, that team they, they just got in their own heads, they got in their own way in that Maverick series. Um, so I think that would have been a tougher challenge for the Warriors. Otherwise, you kind of look at the West and and the Grizzlies are are a team that have a bright future, but they're not quite there yet. And same with like the Timberwolves, the Nuggets. Jokic is amazing, but how much can you do when you're missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.? So I think the Warriors are also aided by by a, a a fluctuating Western conference and, and a, and a conference that also was impacted by, by injuries. But for all the winning they've done, you have to also say they like, they, they deserve to be in the NBA finals. I, I think they have a, a, a shot to beat whoever they play. Um, and, and it will add to, to a legacy of, of step. I mean, like a step them going at four, especially this one, it, it would feel pretty, pretty momentous, I, I think, for his his legacy and, and Draymond's legacy and, and Steve Kerr's legacy and, and Clay's legacy. I totally agree. With this win would do a lot for their legacy and just cement them as that team, even if there was like a little gap in between. Um, but people are talking about, I mean, the question is thrown around, being thrown around right now, is this the start of a new dynasty? Um, how much, <laughs> how much, uh, how much, you know, hype do you give to that statement? How much credence do you give to that statement that this could be starting like a new run of finals runs for Warriors? I just don't see like any sort of dynasty in the NBA the next decade, just, just because of the amount of talent. And also because like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I've even heard NBA players say this stuff. So I don't think I'm wrong. Injuries seem to have such an impact on the, the league. I mean, like could the Celtics have still beaten the bucks? Absolutely. Was, were the Bucks in a much uphill, more uphill battle because they didn't have Chris Middleton? Of course, like it would have, like they were battling against a lot, and and I already brought up the Nuggets, and that happens year in and year out. You know, like it, like it, it's a part of the game now. So that unfortunately makes me think there won't be a dynasty, and I just think there's there's so much more parity in the league, and and as I even mentioned before, like young athletes getting better and better, like th- these guys are coming in and and contributing right from the start. So. I, I think the Warriors are, are going to be around for the next few years. I think Steph's got a few more years in him, but I don't see like a, a big, I don't see them ever reaching the heights that they, they did previously. Uh, if anything, like I feel like this is still remnants of that, that first run. And now they, they're just back to what that first run was about because like, I was never a fan of the Durant signing for the Warriors because I, I like as much as they obviously were going to win, they probably could have won anyway. And, and part of the reason that made them so great was their depth. And, and so now they've kind of got that again, where, yeah, you've got Steph and clay that are making go off, but you put Draymond as that point forward, running the offense, running the defense and Jordan Poole can get you some buckets. Andrew Wiggins has been a, such a great role player for them. Like as, as much as I've kind of ripped him at times in this year, he really has played extremely well in the role they've asked him to do. Um, and I think that's another credit to, to Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Like he, he knows, where to put players and maximize their ability. Uh, but no, I, I don't like see the Warriors now. Like people have been like, well, Jonathan Kaminga's young and Wiseman's young. Like, I don't, I personally don't see that like step kind of going into retirement and these other guys then continuing it to win and win. Like they, there's been the comparison of like Tim Duncan and Kawhi. Like I, I don't think the Warriors have any Kawhi in their young talent, you know? 
Yeah, and I agree. There's just too much. <laughs> there's too much talent in the NBA coming up and and growing right now to say any of these teams are going to st- like you know win over these teams over and over and over again. I mean, look how good the Bucks team still was without Middleton, and they couldn't even get to the conference finals. I mean, that's just how it's going. And I don't think any of us are like shocked that they didn't make it. You know, no, like it's no. not like yeah. oh man, that defending champ. I can't believe they didn't get by. Oh. The Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics are really good. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's just what they, what you know, the, the state of the league. And it's why we won't see dynasties anymore. We will see some damn good playoffs. And I am pumped about that. So I, uh, I, 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 for one, am happy about it. And uh, the NBA has, has been dominated by dynasties more than any league. Like the first 40 years, the Celtics and the Lakers won everything. And then the Bulls won, and then the Lakers won some more. Spurs spattered in there. So, like, it is a league that I think it's it's due for a different champion every freaking year. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. So, do you think? <laughs> I didn't ask you for this earlier, but I'm going to ask you again. Percentage chance that the Warriors beat whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference? I see. I think I still will favor the Celtics or the Heat. Because as great as the Warriors offense is, both those teams switch on everything and are great defensive teams where I think they're going to be able to at least, I mean, like, look, you can switch on Steph. He's still going to drop threes on you. Same with Clay. So, like, it's not going to destroy the the Warriors offense. But I think both those teams will be able to combat it better than most. So I'll go 40%. Yeah. That's what I was going to go with. That's right. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think... I think the lack of size for the Warriors, which I think would be advantage against the Heat or would match up well with the Celtics, who have been playing, you know, teams that have a lack of size and and dominating because of that sometimes uh, would help them. But, uh, you know, they don't really have that. And so I think that whatever teams comes out of the East, I think the one thing that the Warriors have going is that they've had an easier slide of it. I, I can foresee whoever comes out of the Heat or Celtics has some injuries going into the final. Um, which could definitely affect them. And the Warriors, if anything, are getting healthier with Gary Payton probably coming back for the finals. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of ifs, a lot of ifs and, and shoulds. And this has nothing to do with your point, because I think injuries are a different thing than this. But I think it's so dumb when people are like, oh, man, the Warriors have to be sitting at home all happy while they go to game set seven. Like, it's going to be the NBA Finals. Do you think the Celtics or the Heat are going to be like, Man, my legs are tired because we played two more games in the Warriors. Give me a break. Right. Jimmy Butler on one leg forced us to game seven the other night, so he'll be just fine. Jimmy Um, Butler will play his best game with no limbs. Yeah, no limbs. Uh, He dropped 97 a game. Yeah, geez. Rangers up 3-0. So happy to see it. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to game seven there. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about it. Boston versus Miami. It's been a tight series. Boston took a 3-2 lead. People were given, you know, at the TD Garden, the Boston to, like, get it done in six. But no, because Jimmy Butler had to drop 45-plus points and really force a game seven here. Um, So... It's interesting because, you know, the Celtics didn't look great in this one. And and they've had some the games that they've lost to the Heat. They they have had comebacks where you feel like maybe they should have won and they lost at the end. On the flip side, the Heat keep getting blown out in their losses. So who do you kind of give the edge here in game seven uh, in Miami? Um and, you know, who do you think and who do you think is going to be the biggest X factor in this game? Um, given that, you know, Boston has a couple of players that go hot and cold, but they have the better defense. And Miami, you know, they have Jimmy Butler who can drop 47 on any given night. But, you know, they also seem to be struggling with other players really playing at their best, especially Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both these teams are are insanely similar and and what they want to do and how they play. So to me, they're both elite defensive teams. They both have, have times that don't look incredible at offense. I think the Celtics have a better offense. And so I give the Celtics the, the, the edge, but I really think this series has, has come down to which, which star has shown up the biggest in each game that that's what's decided 
started each match matchup. Um, and, and so that's like, that's what it's going to come down to. And, and maybe it'll be, you know, maybe it could be bam going off or whatever. It could be, I don't even mean to like disrespect Jalen Brown here, but I, I really think it is. It's, it's whoever plays better between Jimmy and Jason, whoever of them plays better in game seven, I think is going to win this game because the teams in themselves are just so, so even and, and, and even just like similar in, in their styles. Um, so if if Jimmy's able to score forty seven again, if Jason's able to score forty, I like I think that's that's what's going to dictate the, this final game. Right, and and there's just not so many points to be had in these games. Like none of them are going really to a hundred or above, and and so with that, if there's one of those players that scores, you know, forty points, that all, that's half the points you need. You know, then you're not asking your team to do a lot. Um, so I agree. I Jason Tatum has been phenomenal in bounce back games. So I have every hope in the world that he will do the same. Um, but I, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared of Jimmy Butler in game seven. I, I know we're the better team, but I am petrified of Jimmy Butler in game seven. There are very few athletes that, that and like even the great, great few, few athletes like Jimmy Butler, where when all the chips are down, that's when he's able to, to bring his best. Like it's, it's incredible how much that pressure makes that guy a diamond. Right. I mean, I, there was a point where we were up three or we were up like one and he hit a contested two with 2.2 seconds off of, off a of a, off a toss in. Uh, and when he hit that, we were only down one, but I knew it was over. I'm like, if he feels confident taking that shot, this game is over. Like right. there is just no, there's he's just taking no that, way. And that's going in with good effort guys. Yeah. It's not our night. Know. And as much as the good thing about the Celtics is that they don't have to look at this. And, and I don't think they'll feel any kind of like, Oh man, we really let that get away and feel down on themselves because you know, they've been doing that all playoffs. They've been winning really well and then playing like not so well the next game. So, you know, they've been, and they, know, used, that, and they know they can win in Miami. Like as, as you were saying about the rain, like the Rangers, they got to go into Carolina and, and win a, in a, an away game. The Celtics have all the confidence in the world that they can win down, down South. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think it, for me, the biggest the biggest impact is going to be so Celtics need to have a fast start. The Miami Heat can't catch up to them. What the Miami Heat can do is be ahead of them and Celtics try to catch up and they just beat them in the end off of who gets lucky plays. Right. But um, but the Celtics, every time they've gotten a big lead, they have not lost to get heat. So they need to come out swinging. Jason Tatum needs to have 20 points in the first first half. And it really needs to be like a dictating of the game. Well, in every single game the team that's won was up going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Every single yeah. game like that, which is pretty like, that's a noticeable thing when it's six games into a series. hundred percent of like yeah. setting the tone, the setting the tone and then taking control of the game is, is what's dictated. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, it's so, it's so interesting because the fourth quarter was so important in those Bucks Celtics games. And now it's almost like the fourth quarter has been irrelevant in these games because someone's already like taken control um, and the comeback is happening maybe, but it's not, it's not happened just yet. Uh, but yeah, we'll see <laughs> when you're listening right. to this. The games, it's, yeah. It's not like the fourth quarters haven't been tight. It's right. just interesting that like the fact that if you've got the lead, you've won every game. Right, exactly. Well, Miami, Boston, if you're listening to this on the day that we release this, it is happening today. So watch it tonight. I will be. And uh, hopefully I have something good to talk about next week. Um, not, you know, <laughs> I, I don't mean to sound. I'm just I just wanted. I just didn't want to go to game seven, guys. I have every hope in my team. I just I'm so tired of game seven. I. I, the, the Bucks series already gave me some gray hairs. This one, this one feels similar. And like I said, that man, Jimmy, he's a bad, bad man. Um, mama, there goes that man. Mama, there goes that man. As Mr. Joel said, Oh, Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark Jackson, Mr. Mark Jackson. I love how much he says that. Like he says it like once a game now. And I feel like he used to say it not all that often. Like he would keep it for more rare occasions. And now, Probably because it's gotten so popular. It is a great, it is a great like 
Yeah, it's a, gr- it's a great little sentence. Um, love it. Uh, give me the team out of the teams that are out, right? So not the Celtics or the Heat or the Warriors, because they know they're all, you know, either contesting. They're feeling fine. Give me the team that should be the most disappointed after the current playoff results. Suns. Easily. <laughs> easily. I mean, because like, I, I don't think we really thought the Mavericks had much of a chance against the Warriors, but it was even like... It was further even away than like it, it wasn't close at all. The Warriors had that series. Like even after game one, you're like, man, they've they've really I don't think the Mavericks can do do anything in this. And I think the the Suns being up 2-0 to the Mavericks team that they, they should have beat and and they would have probably given the Warriors a better matchup, they have to be be kicking themselves, especially for a team that was up 2-0 in the NBA Finals last year. They've had the best record this year. You you've got to be feeling like you, you've missed a shot to to possibly go back to the championship and maybe maybe win Larry OB. Yeah, no, I also, I mean, consider the favorites to win the title. Went out against a very okay Maverick side. Felt like you know their parts that were so you know were so good for so long are just like not. It's just not working out. And um, you know, it, it's interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, more embarrassing game seven out. Has there been one? I, I, <laughs> I mean, it was a. They didn't I, even show up. They didn't show up. John, DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden bench, you know, like probably. I'll be surprised if he ever plays a game in, in Phoenix again. Well, at least in a Suns uniform. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, it, it, they definitely should be the most appointed. What, give me the team then on the opposite side of the spectrum, the team that should be the most happy about after the current playoff results, you know, team that's out but still feeling good about themselves. Yeah, I kind of already mentioned how like the West doesn't feel all that daunting, kind of fluctuating at the moment with some, some teams getting older, other, other teams I mean, like the Lakers are not the imposing thing we thought they would be. Uh, the Grizzlies, as, as I said, still maybe kind of on the come up. So, I mean, you got a two-time defending MVP, a, a player in Nikola Jokic, who, who is a unicorn, truly, in the way that he plays the game. And, you know, missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So, if you're the Nuggets, I think you have to feel like with a whole healthy roster, with, you know, the with one of the best players in the NBA, and with the makeup of where the Western Conference is, that you absolutely can make a run to the NBA Finals next year. Hundred percent. I hey, I definitely agree with that. And Jokic resigning with the Nuggets is, is going to be big for that team and what they can do. Um, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, uh, for a team that is defending champ that lost before the conference finals, I think they should still be feeling pretty good about themselves. I mean, they barely lost to a Celtic side that has proven to be really, really good. Um, and they lost, and without Middleton and with Giannis shooting the worst playoff game in his life. So like playoff series in his life. So I think that given all of that, they should feel pretty good about where they're at, considering they still got to force a game seven. You know, Giannis obviously still very dominant in the paint. And, uh, you know, they should still feel like they're a top contender come next year, which you don't always say about, like you said, I mean, we, you know, we're not surprised that they lost, but, you know, you tell me that a defending champ loses before the conference finals. That's something that you're like, oh, is, should that team, you know, be worried? Well, and like, and like even just the Suns you're bringing up, like I'm, the Bucks, the Bucks feel like, oh, they should be back next year. I'm not so sure about the Suns. Like the, the two teams right. that made the finals last year, I, I don't, I have more faith in the Bucks getting back next season than I do the Suns right now. Yeah, no, freaking fair, freaking fair. Okay, let's talk NBA draft lottery because the picks are in. Who are the top five picks? It's the Magic with the number one pick. Oklahoma City Thunder have the two. Houston has the three. Sacramento has the four. And Detroit has the five. Obviously, the draft not happening tomorrow or anything. But, you know, we have the top five teams, so I thought it'd be fun uh, to give our top five picks based on the teams that are picking. Um, we got the top 14 teams. But we got no, the top 14. But we don't care about picks 60. We've 14. learned by now, Matt, that we don't need yeah. to do all 14 60, predictions. 60, 14. <laughs> yeah. I, although, although this lottery is a fun one. I think this is a deep class. It is a deep class, 100%. I mean, you're looking at some players getting picked uh, at the at the bottom, and you're like, oh, I mean, damn, that, that's a good player. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I'll start. At the number five, 
with the Detroit Pistons, I have them taking Jaden Ivey. Uh, I think he's a great young playmaker to pay. Hey, it's a pair with Kate Cunningham. You know, build the foundation of a big three in the future, perhaps. Kind of reminds me of like a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown situation. If they can nurture them in the right way, which let's be honest, in Detroit, I have no faith in. But like, maybe they get their cards right. <laughs> I like that you're going reverse order in this NBA draft. Yeah, I am because I thought you know maybe maybe it's more interesting to re- reveal the number one pick more. I don't know. I felt that made sense in my head. <laughs> I get what your head was thinking, and now it's, and now I don't want to do that. But it's just it's funnier that way because like I, in my explanation of why I picked Jaden Ivey for this pick, I am I like reason why I don't have him going forth because I was like I don't really think the Kings need a guy like Jaden Ivey because they have De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, sorry to screw up your plans, Matt. No, I love, I love it. I love so it. I love it. So you have Jaden Ivey as well then, yeah? I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to be the best player on, on the board, and I think he, he fits well, um, like you said, against with Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham running a fast break with, with Jaden Ivey. Sounds like a pretty dangerous little uh, duo, and, and I think they'll, they'll fit well together with, with their style of play. Nice. So who's Sacramento picking then? Keegan Murray. Baby. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, Keegan, yeah, they Keegan are. can run the fast break. I mean, because like Jay Nivey can run the fast break, but Jay Nivey kind of wants the ball in his hands. Same with, with De'Aaron Fox. So I think you get a wing uh, like Keegan Murray. You got a great low post guy in, in Sabonis. I think they need a guy, you know, a three and D guy, a guy who can guard all five positions. And, and I want to see an Iowa guy go top five. I love it. Yeah, I have Keegan Murray too. And I'm making a statement right here. He's going to pair De'Aaron Fox. Um, become this NBA-ready playmaker with Sabonis as well there. And I say the Sacramento Kings, they're going to make the play-in, and it's not going to be like a last-minute make. They're going to make the play-in. I see it already, and I'm I'm calling it in the West. Are they going to win a play-in game? They're going to win a play-in game, man. Wow. They're going to win a play-in game. Keegan Murray's going to hit a fadeaway three, and they're going to win a play-in game. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be bedlam. <laughs> We're going to have to be Kings fans. It's going to be weird, but I love oh, it. Oh, I'm becoming a fan of whatever team he goes to. <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying that jersey the second he's picked. Which why? And like, if he goes to Detroit, I wouldn't be mad either because Luca's already there. Yeah, there you although, go. Although I don't know how long Luca's going to be there. Yeah. Love you, 55. Love you, 55. Um, at the number three, uh, I got Houston picking a stud. Uh, they've needed a stud since James Harden left, and they get one in Paolo Caro. I never know if it's Chero or Caro, but I'll say Caro. Um, and, you know, the Duke star, you know, really showed out in Duke's run and, um, you know, didn't get all the way to the end, obviously, but uh, he is a superstar in his own right, ready to play, and I'd have him at the number three going to the Rockets. I got the I got the Rockets taking Jabari because he'll I guess he'll be who's left of, of the big three. You know, the question is who goes one, who goes two, who goes three. Uh, I I think Jabari should be the top pick, but the rumblings out of, of Orlando is that Chet is kind of leading the pack at the moment uh, for them. So all these guys too are that like they're they're similar, but they're different. Like, like I think Paulo is probably the most like point forward. He he wants the ball in his hand the most. Jabari, a guy who's a really great like setup shooter, and and, and probably needs to work a little bit off the, off the ball shooting. Um, and then Chet is a guy who who you really you know you want running the floor and and going down in the low post. Uh, obviously, all, all three of them can go in the post, but they're they're similar guys because they're all big and and, and very very skilled but they attack the, the game in, in, in very different ways. Right. So then um, just from what you said, who, <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, you got Boncaro at the two then, yeah? I do. Yeah, I think I think the Thunder are going to take him his playmaking ability, put him next to Shai Gilgis, Alexander, Giddy, uh, and just kind of keep on getting as many big, talented guy like that's where the the nba is heading especially i think with as you see the the success of, of the celtics and the heat if you can have five guys on the floor that can guard all other five guys and, and can have the ball in their hand and be skilled that's that's what you need 
Yeah, I mean, I think the size and strength fits really well with the quick schemes and 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 young talent in OKC, especially with Sage Gilgit, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Ugh, can never say that name. Um, no, and I think between the two, it's definitely like a who done it. You know, you can pick either one and feel good with your choices. And I agree with the number one. Chet Holmgren seems to be going to Orlando. Goes with the best prospect that we all kind of assumed at when he first got to college. You know, can Orlando Magic get it right with the number one pick? We shall see. Um, after they've their done, whole, they've done well. They've done well before. They've done well before. They, they, they should. They should. Honestly, they should just take Chet. He's probably the only one that would be listed as a center. The last couple of centers they've taken at number one, Dwight and Shaq, were uh, were okay. They were okay. You mean Shaquille O'Neal? Is that who you're referring to? Shaquille O'Neal from Louisiana State University. You know, he was a pretty good player. I think I, I remember him. He was yeah, uh, Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was they a good know, college they don't player. They don't spell go down there. <laughs> Poor guys. Poor guys in Louisiana don't have spell go. Um, it's Geo. They have good crawfish. They have great crawfish. All right. Before we get to the cool down phase, we have our favorite. It is a comeback after a week gone, which means we are on the hot seat. It is quick fire questions time. It's hot as shit here. Oh, damn. All right. Let's do it. Uh, this quickfire questions is going to be a little interesting. Um, we've been doing some more betting as the year's gone on. So I'm going to give you five bets that you can choose to either cash out or leave it and see what happens. And so, uh, buy, buy or sell, basically. Yeah. You know, you could cash out because the time has gone on and like yeah. it's, it still hasn't happened or has happened, but you can also leave it and lose all your money if it doesn't happen. So cool. Cash out or leave it. Boston Celtics win the NBA title. At this point, leave it. I mean, leave am, I pick it. It, am I picking them? No, but like I, I'm not not picking them. I don't really know what I'm picking right now, but they, I mean, you're one game away from making it. And I, I think you once, once you're there, you got a shot. Okay. Cash out or leave it. Steph Curry winning the NBA Finals MVP. Leave it. Leave again, it. again, like the Warriors are already in the finals. And I think it like it it seems almost impossible that if they win, he's not gonna win it. Also, uh just one more side note, the conference finals MVPs are stupid as shit. <laughs> it is really dumb. <laughs> Nobody's going to care. Because yeah. you know what? Somebody's going to, going to go in the finals MVP. Yeah, and someone isn't. And they're not going to look at that conference MVP and be like, well, I did well. Yeah. Remember that great time he won the Larry Bird Eastern Conference MVP? No. He got swept in the final. What? Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> they have those? Yeah. Don't know why. Win the, win the trophy. That's all you need. Jesus. Um, agreed. Okay. Robert Lewandowski stays with Bayern Munich. Oh man. I don't It doesn't still feel with like Bayern Munich. It doesn't feel like he's leaving right now. I know. Like, I, I don't know but why, it, but at the moment I don't okay. think he's I don't think I I I leave it. I leave it. Okay, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. If you would ask me like a um, month ago, I, I probably would have said cash out, but I I don't know. At this point, I kind of think he's just going to I it, next year, cash out. But Yeah. I think he's got one more year in, in, in Munich. Cool. All right. Good to hear. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> like, I, that would be great with me. I'd be happy. I don't know what's happening, but it's just like we're, a lot of talk. I need, we need our Hassan Salihamidzic needs to get the hell away from Bayern Munich. He's just ruining everything. Um, God, I hate that guy. Um, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield stay on their teams through the first game of the season. And I'm not saying they start. I'm saying they are on the teams. Just through the first game? First game. Oh, man. Keep it. Both of them. Keep Leave it. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the season, through the season, halfway through the season, cash out. But the first game, they'll probably be there still. Because I think, because I think, like, too, you know, it, a team like might have to get drastic with an injury or something like, you know, th- those sort of things through the season will, will help push the, you know, the ticker for like, okay, yeah, let's go get Jimmy. Let's go get Baker or whatever. Um, or even like the Niners may say, all right, Trey, it's your time. And then once you do that, it's kind of like, let's shop Jimmy, J- Jimmy around a little bit more. So, but no game one, leave it, man. I haven't cashed out once. 
There you go. Okay, and the last one, Lightning win a third consecutive title. Leave it. Leave it. There you go. I ain't betting against them. That's fair. That's Damn, fair. They're freaking playoff runs as long as COVID. <laughs> they're freaking playoff runs long as COVID. Oh my god. I'm gonna give you one that's gonna be mean because I, I, I want you I want you to catch out. So let me yeah, let me sure. think of one. Let me think of one that um let me think of one that's gonna hurt for you to say. Uh let's say um Manchester yeah, let's United say, doesn't embarrass me next year. Uh, cash out. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Let's say the Packers win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. <laughs> Leave it. I don't know. <laughs> they, have good, they have a good shot as anybody right now. I mean, I guess if you got the bet in at the moment, well, why not? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. With that, you have to understand. I have actually no money in these things, so it's pretty easy just to say leave it. To leave on it. Most to leave of them. it. Oh man. Okay. Next time I'll get you to put some money down. Next time I'll get you to put some money. Down. He'll steal like a hundred dollars from me. Like, hey Matt. By the way, I took a hundred bucks from you, and I've sent a bunch of bets around. Yeah. This wasn't just. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't just a fun game. It's also a lucrative opportunity for me and me and my me and my crew. Um, okay. With that. That was great, Matt. You can get off the hot seat, which means we are in our favorite section. Cool. I wouldn't say it's our favorite section because we're ending the episode, but you know, it's still a good section. It's it, all we, of our we, sections. All, our sections are like our children. They're all of our favorites. Right. This is our last. Except kid. Jeremy, he's a little shit. <sighs> hey, Jeremy. Can we just decide, buddy? My God. The painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Jeremy. I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> I had a friend who used to say that line from Winnie Patches all the time, and it would make me die laughing. Yeah, it's, I can I can imagine why. <laughs> For obvious reasons. I'm sure that he said it in like the most inappropriate times as well. I'm I'm positive. He did a pretty good Isla Fisher as well. Oh, okay. Nice. 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 What a weird skill to have. Hey, I do an incredible Isla Fisher impersonation. SNL's like, well, you're hired. You're hired. That's what we've been looking for this whole time. That's what we've been looking for. Isla Fisher. And finally, somebody can do an Isla Fisher. God. <laughs> somebody tell me what the hell Nev Campbell sounds like. <laughs> now I'm just quoting everything. That's great. Um, summer's here. I'm not quite because apparently there's a day that summer actually starts, which I just am like, I thought it just started in June, but there's a summer solstice. Like June, June 20th, June 21st. Yeah, something like that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of varying degrees of hot weather that you can consider summer weather. Um, give me your favorite range. The 60 to 70s, the 70 to 80s, the 80s to 90s, the 90s to 100. I I'm a '70s guy. The '70s guy. Yeah, with, with maybe like a nice, like a nice sunny '70 with like a little breeze. Um, especially in New York, where you're like walking around a lot. If it's too hot, like I start start sweating like immediately. And then the subway gets like mad hot. So '70s for sure. Yeah, I I also have '70 to '80 range. You know, I I you know any higher. And this body becomes a sweat machine that can't be stopped. And it's yep. just, it, it's like, you. there's nothing that you can do. And it's, and I'm always going somewhere in New York. So it's not like I can sweat in peace. Like I have to sweat and then <laughs> be around other people. That's gross. Just let me sweat by myself. God damn it. Can I just sweat in the comfort of my own home? <laughs> oh no. Exactly. I mean, honestly, sweating always sucks. You can buy yourself. Yeah, it might suck worse then. They're just like, why am I sitting here in my place sweating? Yeah, sweating it always when you're working out or yeah, true. Life. And that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, disagree. <laughs> you don't feel like you got some work done? No, I mean maybe like a little perspiration, but like was, I'm thinking more like we're just, and no, I'm not not a fan. <laughs> All right, we're getting away from that immediately. Um, we have some. We have something. <laughs> I know every every next thought I had, I was just like, I, yeah, I me too. I was like, anything that's gonna come off. I'm a gonna... pretty open book on this show, but uh, let's save the world. Uh, oh, 
That's the way I'm helping you guys. Thank you. Uh, summer, summertime sadness there. Uh, shout out. <laughs> we have some couple uh, things. Dude, we can't do late night episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens. It gets weird. We're not, yeah, we're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sun goes down and shit. You know, I disagree. I think we're actually great, but I also think we're very candid, and that can be a yeah. little uh that can be a little rough. And it's, um it's what you want. That's what I mean it's what you want, but A for Okay, that's enough out of you. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. So uh, all the reviews keep saying. Oh man. All right, so I'm gonna shout out someone and then and then I know you got someone to shout out. I'm gonna shout out my little brother Kelvin. Uh, he got a great internship with Expedia in Seattle. My parents relocated there, uh, him there this past week. Really proud of him. Uh, you know, went to grad school and, and did his thing. And now he's, he's, he's working over there with Expedia. You know, my parents finally feel like empty nesters cause he lived at home for most of the time, uh, during college. So, you know, happy for them too, that they reached that kind of milestone, at least for a little bit. And yeah, you know, he's been working really hard, so I'm really happy for him. So congrats on your internship and I uh, look forward to seeing you once that is done. Take it away, Matt. Hell yeah. Cheers to him. Congrats, my man. Um, yeah. I mean, I mostly want to, uh, to congratulate my, my cousin, Abby and uh, my cousin-in-law. I don't, I don't freaking know what the, the word would be, but Luke and Abby Wood, uh, who, who got married a couple weeks ago, uh, just a great celebration. Abby's young, like my cousins were, we're all like siblings and, and we, we grew up together. She was the one. My my sister graduated high school when I got there. So Abby was kind of she's been a, a, a big sister for, for most of my life. And and Luke is uh a hell of a guy. So couldn't be happier for them. And uh next week we get to uh celebrate a couple of other special people uh in my life. So things things are things are rocking and rolling in, in Matt Smith's world. Love it. Love to hear it. Love to hear steps forward uh, for everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more about those celebrations uh, when that time comes. Uh, But, you know, for now, thank you for joining us. I don't know about you, Matt, but I am so psyched to be back. This was so much fun on a Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night is, in fact, all right. Elton John is all right about that one. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, But yeah, thank you all for joining us. Stay safe. Uh, you know, be smart out there when you're when you're gathering, you know, wear a mask when you can and uh, enjoy the sun. Uh, most importantly, no more moments of silence, moments of speaking up. And that's where I'll leave it. Yes. Moments of action. Cheers, y'all.